Hallelujah. Are you ready for part two? Part two of the preaching. Part two of the sermon. Are you ready for part two? I'm so excited today that uh, we have in our midst uh, my dear friend, Mimasa Kent, who's one of our bishops here in the church, who is going to be preaching for the next minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a man that I love. When he talks, he says he loves me with, my, with his heart, with his liver. I say, I, not only do I love you with my liver, I love you with my spleen and everything in me. Jesus. We are so glad today to be receiving the preaching of the word from Neymar Second, Bishop Freddie Edward. Come on, Alando Stadium, let's welcome him. Well, let's give the Lord a good praise offering. Bless Him, honor Him. Hallelujah. Father, even now as we turn our hearts to your word, we pray now that you would speak to us with clarity and with precision. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding and help us to know the great hope to which we have been called in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, give the Lord a good hand and give your neighbor a high five and tell them Christ is our only hope. Bless the Lord, you may be seated. Greetings to our bishop and um, all our leaders all our distinguished guests in the presence of the Lord. It is so wonderful to be back here at Orlando Stadium. want to thank God and want to thank Bishop for this wonderful privilege and the honor to come and share the Word of God with the family. Have you been blessed by the Word of God? I can't hear you, Grace Bible Church. Have you been blessed by the preaching of the Word of God? Let's put our hands together and thank God for our presiding bishop, the gift that God has given to this nation, Africa, and the nations of the world. If you have a Bible, would you turn with me, please, to the book of John, chapter number 14. I'm going to continue to build on the sermon that has just been preached. John 14, verse number 1 to 4. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. Look at your neighbor and tell them, Jesus is coming again. And note, receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Tell your neighbor, Jesus wants us to be with him. And where I go, 
you know the way. Then I would like us to flip a page or two and look at John 17 verse 24. John 17 verse 24. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you have given me for you loved me before the foundation of the world. Look at your neighbor, tell them, I am a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Our bishop has so aptly, so succinctly, so beautifully given us the story of this man that was hanging on the cross next to Jesus. We heard the man's plea. We heard his desperation. We heard how he was reaching out to the Christ of God. Bishop beautifully allowed us to hear the conversation between Jesus and this man. Jesus graciously responded and said to him, This day you will be with me in paradise. What did Jesus mean when he told the man, This day you will be with me in paradise? What was Jesus referring to when he spoke about paradise? I want to talk about that as we continue to build on the foundation that has been laid by our honorable bishop. When Jesus responded to this man's request, Jesus promised him that Today, you will be with me in the kingdom of the paradise of heaven. Heaven is a real place. It is not a figment of our imagination. Heaven is a beautiful place. Even though we don't preach about it much in these last days, even though it is very seldom mentioned from the pulpit, the fact remains that heaven is a reality. Not only is heaven a reality, heaven is the abode of God. It's where God lives. It's where the holy angels of God lives. It's where all the saints that have placed their trust and their confidence in God has lived from time to memorial. The Bible tells us about heaven. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible tells us about God, that God is not a man that he would lie. Neither is he the son of man 
that he has to repent. If God says something, he will do it. If God speaks a word, he will bring it to pass. Heaven is that place where the saints forever in the presence of God enjoy all that Christ and God through Christ has secured for his family. When Jesus said to the man, this day you will be with me in paradise, Jesus could make the statement because Jesus came from heaven. Jesus knew what heaven is all about. Jesus knew that through the shedding of his blood and his vicarious death on the cross, heaven is within the reach of every person that would put their trust, their faith, and their confidence in God. Hence, he responds and he said to the man, this day you will be with me in paradise. Just before this incident on the cross, Jesus spoke to his disciples. And aware of their sadness, aware of the fact that they were not happy with the statements that he made with regards to the dead that he was going to die, he opened his mouth and he begins to talk to them in the book of John. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, also believe in me. In my father's house, there are many mansions. Heaven is a place that doesn't have any shortages as far as accommodation is concerned. Tell your neighbor, I've got a home in heaven. Bishop succinctly, beautifully told us, gave us an executive overview of the problems and the dilemmas that we are facing, whether it be in South Africa, whether it be in Africa, or whether it be in the nations of the world. There is these problems that confront us and challenges us that is a present day reality and these problems sometimes leaves us as we heard in a place of despair and hopelessness but here Jesus comes and he tells us listen in my father's house there are many mansions so this morning or this afternoon it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter what your social or economic stance in life or position in life is I have come here to tell you that you've got a mansion that has been secured not by the EFF ah, but by the blood of Jesus the son of the living God somebody give the Lord a hand of praise You've got a house, you've got a mansion that Jesus went to prepare for you. That's the reason why he could tell the man, this day you will be with
with me in paradise. Jesus was talking about this place where there are many mansions. Jesus is talking about this celestial city, this wonderful place where we will live and enjoy the ample abundant provision of the supply of Almighty God but the power of his right hand. He says, I am going to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone, I will come again and I will receive you unto myself so that you can be where I am. Tell your neighbor, Jesus wants me to be with him. Every child of God should strengthen their hearts. Every child of God should hold on to this hope. Every child of God should perpetually and habitually think about that beautiful and that celestial city. Just like Jesus promised this man that today you will what be what me with me in paradise even so you the child of God you've got a city that has been built and prepared by God himself hallelujah John 17 24 father says Jesus I desire also that they whom you have given me may be where I am so that they can behold my glory Jesus says the glory which thou has given me before the foundation of the world a child of the living God I have come to encourage you I have come to let you know that Jesus wants you to be where he is in South Africa and in Africa and in the nations of the world we are faced with all kinds of difficulties and challenges oh, but in this beautiful place in this celestial city in this place of grandeur and splendor you need to know that Jesus wants you to be there with him not only does he want you to be with him he wants you to see and enjoy and experience the glory which God has given to him from before the foundation of the world heaven is our inheritance heaven is promised to the child of almighty God we are marching over says the songwriter to Jerusalem we are marching over to that wonderful, that blessed, that celestial city whose maker and founder is God. This day, Jesus says, you will be with me in paradise. Not only was the Jesus' will that this man would be with him, but those of us that have put our trust, our confidence, our faith, and our reliance in God, we too can have this blessed hope, this blessed 
is an assurance that heaven is our home. We have been washed by the blood of Jesus. We have been reconciled through his vicarious death. And therefore we can with confidence say that heaven is my home. Jesus came from heaven and that's why he could talk about heaven. Not only did Jesus come from heaven, he also went back to heaven. Acts chapter number 9, now when he spoke these things while they watched, he was taken up in a cloud received out of their sight and while they looked steadfastly towards heaven as he went up behold two men stood by in white apparel who said to them men of Galilee why do you stand gazing up into heaven the same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will also come in like manner as you saw him go. Here is a promise to the family of God. Here is a promise to the people of God. After Jesus completed the work which God has sent for him to do in the earth, he died on that cross until the sun refused to shine. He died on that cross until the earthquake would convulsion. He died on the cross until they said truly this was the son of God. They laid and buried him away in the tomb. Ah, but the good gospel news is this. The grave couldn't hold him. The chains couldn't bind him. Death could not keep him because on the third day he arose by the power of God and his life. Grace Bible Church has said Jesus is alive. Put your hands together and give the Lord a good praise because he's alive. Not only is he alive, the Bible said after he appeared unto many of the children of God, he prepared himself to depart. It's like getting ready to get onto a train or a bus or a taxi. It's like getting ready to get onto an airplane. Except for the children of God, we don't go there on a plane, a bus or a taxi. There is another way that we travel to our home. The Bible said a cloud came down from the heavens and Jesus got onto that cloud and he was taken up before the disciples that stood there. And the angel said to him, Men of Galilee, why do you gaze and look up into heaven? He said, The same Jesus whom you see today has left the earth and gone back to heaven he's going to return likewise I am here to encourage you and to 
tell you, Maranatha, Jesus is coming again. He's coming soon. The Bible says every eye will see the coming of the Son of Man. The world is in chaos and trouble and so much perplexity. Oh, but we are looking up and we are expecting eagerly so the manifestation of the Son of God. If you expect Jesus, I want you to get onto your feet and give him a shout. Give him a praise. Come on. Come on. Come on. Maranatha. Come quickly, Lord. Come, Jesus, come. It's coming back again. It's coming back again. Went away, but not to stay. It's coming back again. He's coming back again. It's coming back again. Glory, hallelujah. It's coming back again. He's coming back. He's coming with his angels. He's coming with the saints. And he's coming to fetch us. First Peter 3, 21 and 22. Jesus Christ who has gone into heaven. Where has he gone to? He's gone into heaven. And he's at the right hand of God. Angels and authorities and powers have been made subjected to him. He's gone up. He's in heaven. He's preparing a place for us. And he's going to come again. 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 Basaloani are saying he's going to come again. We are marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. We are marching upward to Zion. That beautiful city of God. We're going home. We're going home one of these days. We're going home. Hebrews eleven sixteen. But now, these are the Old Testament saints. But now they desire a better. That is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared a city for them. All of the Old Testament saints... They, they have this intense desire. They have this longing. They were looking for a city whose maker and builder is God. 
they had this desire they knew they were in the world but they were not of the world this desire kept them going this desire enabled them this desire empowered them this desire stretched their ability they went and experienced the power of the fire ah, but the fire and its power could not stop them because they were looking for a city whose builder and maker is God. They were thrown in lion's dens, but the lions could not deteriorate them, could not deter them rather, could not stop them because they were looking forward to a city whose maker and builder is God. They walked by fate. They were thrown to lions. They were sore asunder. Women received their dead given back to them. They experienced all kinds of challenges and calamities and problems, but they never gave up. They never surrendered. They never retreated. Why? Because they were looking to a city whose maker and founder was God. Child of God, I want to encourage you this afternoon. No matter what life throws at you, no matter how difficult the journey, no matter how difficult the struggle, there is a city that's prepared for you. There is a beautiful place that God himself through his son has prepared for you. And one day God is going to wipe away the tears from our eyes. One day God is going to cause us to forget about our sorrow, our suffering, our shame and our pain. One day God is going to comfort us in that beautiful, that wonderful, that celestial city that Jesus promised to the man today you will be with me in paradise tell your neighbor tell your neighbor I'm going home one of these days I'm going home now as it relates to us Philippians 3 20 says Grace Bible Church, your citizenship is in heaven. You didn't hear that. GBC, your citizenship is in heaven. GBC, you didn't hear that. GBC, you carry a passport that says you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. from which we eagerly await the Savior, the Lord Jesus. Listen to this. Who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things. Our citizenship, you cannot go into a country and enjoy the privilege and the rights of that country if you are not a citizen of that country. In order for you to enjoy the benefits of South Africa, you have to have a South African ID document. 
in order for you to enjoy the protection and the privileges of your government, you need to have a passport that says issued by the Republic of the Government of South Africa. This is more than that. This is not a South African passport. This is not an American passport. This is not a Canadian passport or any other passport. This is a passport that gives you rights and access to the commonwealth of the city of heaven. You as the child of God, you enjoy all the privileges even whilst you are on the earth. You enjoy the protection and the provisions, your provisions rather, of your government. If something happens to a citizen of South Africa in another country, that country has an obligation to help its citizen. You, you, you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Your father, the Lord Jesus Christ, and all the holy angels of God is there to ensure that as a child of God, you enjoy citizenship, citizen rights, and citizens' privileges. You as the child of God, your life is hidden, the Bible says, in God and in Christ. And together, you are already seated with him in heavenly places. As a citizen of the commonwealth of the kingdom of God, health is your provision. Ah, the Bible says he sent his word in order to heal his people. The Bible says he was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes you were made whole. Christ has redeemed you as a citizen of the commonwealth of the kingdom of heaven from the curse of the law by being made a curse for you so that the blessing of Abraham might rest upon us who are called Gentiles. You've got the peace of God. Jesus says, peace I give to you, my peace I leave with you. Amidst the challenges, amidst the difficulties that we are experiencing, you can have the peace of God. Joy is yours, the joy of the Lord. It's your strength, righteousness, which is imputed based upon his vicarious death and the shedding of his blood is yours. Justification is yours. Sanctification is yours. These are the privileges that you enjoy as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Luke chapter 10, verse 20. Do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subjected to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. I need a big amen right there. Oh, I need a louder amen right there. Whilst we rejoice for the many blessings of God, 
whilst we rejoice for the houses that we live in and whilst we rejoice for the conveniences of a, a motor vehicle that we drive and whilst we rejoice for what we've achieved academically and economically and otherwise whilst we rejoice because we look so good we smell so wonderful so fresh look at us look at us look what the Lord has done look at the grace of God look at the mercies of God ah, the expression ultimate expression of gratitude and joy comes because our names are recorded in the book of life I am glad today I don't know about you I'm glad because my name is recorded in the book of life the disciples came back very excited and Jesus says don't be happy because the devils are subjected to you but rejoice brother because your name is written in heaven I tell your neighbor my name is written down in heaven tell your neighbor neighbor I am known in my father's house every father knows his children so you are known by God your name is recorded in the palm of his hands you are the apple of his eye he loves you and you are his most prized possession you are dearly loved you are distinguishedly different you are your father's child tell your neighbor neighbor I'm my father's child For those of us that have lost loved ones, for those of us whose family members have died, for those of us that have wept before an open grave, for those of us that had the painful experience of visiting a mortuary, discomfort for us. The Bible declared to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. That's why Jesus could say to this man this day, today, today, not tomorrow, not next month, not next year, today, you will be with me in paradise. You as the child of God, take comfort and know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When we say goodbye here, we say good morning on the other side. There they wait for us eagerly and there they receive us gladly and warmly. 1 Corinthians 15 and 50 says, Now I say this, brethren, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, the kingdom that was promised to this man. Nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Note, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Ah, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trump will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortality must put on immortality. 
So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortality has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying, death is swallowed up in the victory. For the child of God, for those of you who had to say goodbye to family members and friends, the only reason why we had to stand before an open grave is because flesh and blood cannot enter into the kingdom of God. God had to allow this mortal tent, this temporary dwelling to be broken down. The same like the man on the cross, he's temporary tent, the mortality in which he lived and was captured in had to be broken down. And when that happens, oh, it's glorious. It is wonderful. It is exciting to know that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. We read about Jesus in the Bible. We read about God in the Bible. We read about the celestial beings, the terrestrial beings, and the manifestation of the glory of God. But our family members and our loved ones that has gone before us, not only do they see Jesus face to face, they experience the love of God, the grace of God, the mercies of God, and they hear these words, well done faithful child enter into your father's rest they were changed they received heavenly bodies they are waiting for us like this man is on the other side we too are going to see the glory of God we will be comforted in that beautiful city we will have joy everlasting in that celestial city. That's where your loved one is. That's where your father is. Son, girl, mama, that's where papa is. Don't be worried. Don't become despondent. Don't become discouraged. Don't let your heart be overly burdened because papa is in a better place. Mama is in a better place. Your son, your daughter is in the presence of God. The Bible says the eye has not seen, the ear has not heard, and neither has it entered into the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for those of us that love him. Your loved one is safe in the arm of Jesus, and what Jesus, they will come back again. It's only temporary. It's not forever. Only temporary. Look at your neighbor, tell them, it's only temporary. I'm about to close. Where were you before you came here? It's a very important question. You were in the presence of God. You were sent by God to the earth for a little while, for a season, for a specific function. 
When Jeremiah is confused with regards to the reason why he was born, God told him, Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Every child of God have been dispatched from the kingdom of heaven. That's where you come from. You are sent by God for a time, for a season, and for a reason. We heard the presiding bishop talking to those that have responded to Christ and told them the story how 40 years ago when he became the pastor of this glorious movement, how he did not know that God would do such a marvelous work. God is the one that sends us. God is the one that enables you and give you the power and give you the grace and give you the ability to fulfill his purpose in the earth and his assignment. Whilst you are in the earth, and you are eagerly awaiting the coming of the Son of God. This is what Jesus says. Lay not up for yourself treasures on the earth. Where moth and rust that corrupt. And where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Where moth and rust does not corrupt. And where thieves does not break in and steal. Because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. For those of us that are here, God has called us to work for Him. God has called us to work with Him. He wants us to be soul winners. He wants us to be His hands extended. He wants us to be merciful, compassionate and kind. He wants us to show mercy to those that are afflicted. He wants us to share our bread and our water. For those of us that are here in the earth, He wants us to fulfill the work of the ministry. Jesus said, as the Father have sent me, even so have I sent you. You are a sent one of God. You are an ambassador of the kingdom of God. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God has pre-planned that you would walk in them. Work for God. Live for Jesus. Do your very best to be merciful, compassionate and kind. Do your very best to align yourself with the eternal will and the purpose of God. Lastly, Revelations 14 verse 13. And I heard the voice saying, Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. From henceforth, yea, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. 
The reason why you as the child of God has to work for God. The reason why it is necessary that we build and establish and plant 2,000 churches in our lifetime is because of these words of Jesus. Blessed are the dead. Yea, says the Spirit from henceforth. What happens to them? They rest from their labor. The child of God should not die unless they've worked for God. When you work for him and you labor for him and you align yourself with him, the Bible declare your works will follow you. And one day in heaven, there are five crowns in heaven. Just like here on the earth, we change our garments. We change our shoes. We change what we wear. There in heaven, those that have worked for God is going to be able to wear. Maybe for six million years, you will wear one crown. And maybe for another five or 10 million years, you will wear another crown. And maybe for 30 million years, because eternity has no time. You will wear garments of righteousness. You will wear different crowns and you will be honored by God. Well done, he will say, good. And faithful servant. Tell your neighbor, work for God. I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going to die. No. Hallelujah.